Hello and welcome to The Last Wicked. I'm your host, Benny, and thank you for tuning in. Folks, this week we are going to do something different. No special guests, just me and my co-host, Mike. And what we're going to do today, uh, you know, as, we, as you know, we're in the middle of yet another IPL season. And predictably, the games are going by in a blur, which is why, you know, in probably a few weeks, it will be easy to forget that there were four games at least at the time of recording, there were four games where the result could have gone either way off the last ball, which is remarkable in any form of the game. So that is why me and Mike, we're going to take a breath. We're going to re rewind to two of the most exciting finishes to an IPL game in recent memory and walk through each of the last 12 balls, uh, one from the Gujarat Titans versus the KKR and then the other from RCB versus uh, the Lucknow Supergiants, um, both of these games. 12 balls of cracking sixes, top-class death bowling, fielding fumbles, and even an attempted run out of the non-striker's end. So we are going to break down each delivery. We're going to talk about the context, talk about the central characters involved, and in some way try to make sense of why there's nothing quite else like a last-over frenetic finish in cricket. Uh, Mayank, I know that you didn't watch both of these games in real time. Um, so how did it feel to go back and watch the highlights? I'm pretty sure you knew the results when you did go and watch the highlights, but uh, how did it, what was your initial take like when you were watching uh, the finish? Did anything stand out to you or did it just feel like, you know, just another T20 game? <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think the RCB LSG one. The thing that stood out to me was, well, I mean, obviously, like a lot of focus is on the last three four overs and especially uh -huh. the last ball in that case um, and all that. But I thought that they lost the game much before that. Um, they the Lucknow Super Giants had no business getting as close as they did, um, and obviously Puran was spectacular. So uh, in my mind, that game was not necessarily made or lost in the last three hours um which which i guess is also typical of t20 that's all sometimes that's how it happens uh, but the good job game was wow that was something else that um <laughs> I, I couldn't really comprehend it because you know we've seen so many games which are like four overs 40 runs 50 runs which is what you know it was 50 runs in this time and you're yeah. thinking well yeah this is this could be close but there's an over for with rashid khan and um, yeah, did not expect to go the way it did. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into it, yeah. so I'll, I'll stop and, right there. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, you know, it's easy uh, to forget in these type of finishes, right? Like, that that grabs all the headlines. Now, what people mm -hmm. will talk about, all people will talk about is, yes, Rinko Singh hit five sixes to win the game when this, uh, when the scenario was... 28 runs needed of five deliveries, but it's easy to forget all the other performances that happened prior to that. That was the Rashid Khan hat trick. Uh, yeah. Venkatesh Iyer had played a blazing knock. And in, in the previous, you know, in the first innings, Vijay Shankar, the much maligned <laughs> Vijay Shankar, <laughs> played a, a good knock to give a good total for the Titans. So, kind of like what you mentioned in uh, the RCB versus the LSG, you know, Stoinis and Puran played some good knocks, so did some of the RCB batsmen. But none of that matters because ultimately the finish is what everyone will be talking about. And that's kind of what we're also going to try to limit ourselves to in this 
uh, episode. Sure, we can talk about the game, the entire game. You know, who are all the main, you know, uh, who influenced the result of the game overall. But I really want to focus on just the last over. So we're not really talking about the full game itself. And uh, we're not even talking about the context of where the teams stood prior to the game and how does that affect their position in the IPO. None of that. We are just taking the context of a last over finish, the thrills, the feelings that fans go through, the players go through, the drama of it all. That's all we're really focusing on. And for me, first of all, I'm just glad that this this was not a CSK game. And of course, it did where <laughs> CSK also recently lost off the last ball, but I feel that was not as dramatic as these two games. So I'm, I'm very grateful that I could observe uh, from a neutral perspective. I did watch the RCB versus LSG game and the final over in real time. It was very dramatic. I'm a little annoyed at myself because for the Gujarat Titans versus KKR, I watched it till 18.4 of the chase and tuned out just before Rinkusing went ballistics because I thought, okay, oh, wow. done. <laughs> there's nothing to, and like, I think 10 minutes later, I'm just like trying to check the score by like, to see by how many runs did eventually the Titans win. And <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, KKR, like how? So that's one of those things, so, right? So you're, you're one of those people who turned out, uh, turned off the NatWest series in 2001 after Sachin got out, basically. <laughs> I, I was, I listened to that game on the radio. That's a whole nother story, but <laughs> a different time, a different times. Uh, but let's, let's kind of get into the game. I'm, uh, I'm very curious, uh, to get your thoughts on some of, uh, the things that I thought about, uh, when, kind of going back and watching the highlights of the last over uh, in both games. So what we're going to do is first we're going to take the Gujarat Titans versus KKR. Um, we'll go through the six deliveries in that game, and then we'll go to the RCB versus LSG. But uh, yeah, let's give this a go. To go, we'd be uh, talking the last over, still 29 required. We'll touch to the brilliance of uh, the Gujarat Titans and their skipper, 29 required. So it's uh, important to point out, uh, so when this over began, the bowler, Yash Dayal, bowling to Umesh Yadav and Rinku Singh. Now, the situation is 29 of 6, quickly becoming 28 of 5. I would think even someone of the caliber of Chris Gale or A.B. de Villiers, it's a tall ask. Right, it's one thing to smoke five sixes in a in an over, even six sixes in over when there's no pressure of winning the game in the last over. You know, I think it's it's easier to just swing for the fences when you're trying to set up a total, or even in the middle middle overs of a chase when you're trying to catch up to a required run rate. But when the pressure, when it all boils down to, guess what? You have to hit every ball out of the ground to win the game. There's no margin for error. And I get it. It's Rinko Singh. He's, he's a very capable batsman. He has an impressive first class and limited overs record. His 2020 stats are kind of average. They're not bad, but they're not mind-boggling either. At this point, 28 of 5, I can see why... You know the commentators and probably 
98% of people uh, would be like, okay, the game is done. The game is over. Is that a fair take? Yeah. I, I, so I, I mean, I get the fact that the commentator literally says it's going to be in a losing cause or, or whatever, you know, yeah. I think he says that after the first six and I, I get it. Yeah. Um, what I disagree with is actually, uh, as somebody who's, you know, who plays club cricket, I find it easier when I know exactly what I have to do. So if, um, if I'm batting, uh, you know, in the middle overs, I, I usually open for my club. So if I do that, and uh, I am not sure if I'm going to defend the next ball versus hit it, there is still a sense of tentativeness. Um, but if I know I have to hit it, there's no other option. Uh, honestly, like that helps me clear my mind a lot better. That's me personally. I'm not saying that that's how everybody works. Um, so I I would disagree a little bit. I would think that Drinko Singh had no pressure because was he going to be ever blamed if he didn't win it from 28 of 5? I, I don't think so. I think the, the blame would have been with somebody else. Of course, he deserves all the credit he's getting and all of that. But um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think he would be under the same pressure as, you know, at the, in the middle of a chase when you have to basically make sure you keep trudging, uh, trudging along, you know, at the required rate. Interesting. Um, I, I mean, at this point, sure. Uh, you could say there was less pressure on him because everybody was essentially discounting uh, KKR's chances. And it's almost like the bowler has to mess up really bad for KKR right. to win from here. So let's uh, let's kind of keep going and see how this all uh, kind of keeps unfurling. So what a start this has been from the champions. They're going to end up uh, playing three, winning three. No skipper today in terms of uh, Hardik Pandya. But uh, that man there has stepped up. Managed to score 200 runs, batting first. And looking uh, for all money like they're going to defend it, of course. 28 still required. to cover six don't see those too often it's uh, not going to be uh, in a winning cause i'm sure stranger things have happened nick stranger <laughs> things have happened rinko's in striking them beautifully i i know you kind of just mentioned it that you know the, the commentator even the commentators were like yeah surely it's not going to come in a winning cause i still find it annoying yes even i did not think KKR <laughs> could have won from there, but I don't know. I, I just feel like as a commentator, you're like, come on, just just say like, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's anybody's game because mathematically, it's still possible. Don't just like assume it's not going to happen. <laughs> but anyway, that's like a minor annoyance, and I, I probably shouldn't even be annoyed because I probably feel the same a little bit. <laughs> um, but it, it is interesting. So now the equation boils down to twenty-two of four, which is still. You know, it's it, now it seems less imposing, right? Twenty-two of four suddenly seems much doable. Um, but I, I'm curious, like, what were? Did you have any thoughts on that when um, that first six was hit? If the dynamics suddenly changed, or if people were still, it was still a kind of like anybody's game. I, I, I mean, I think I think um, good job, Titans were still in the driving seat. Uh, to say that it was anybody's game when you need essentially six, six uh, four sixes and four balls is um, is a little bit of stretch. So I, I would say it was still Gujarat Titans comfortably in the lead. Um, yeah. 
from the bowling perspective, you know, Yazdell tried a slower one to start with, went pretty well. Clearly, he tried a yorker here, um, you know, missed his length a little bit. Um, I guess you could call it a high full toss, so, but considering he was trying a yorker, we get it. And it's a night game, so I'm not sure what the dew situation was on the ground, but maybe there was dew. So you can excuse him right. for this, you know, full toss. No, no biggie. I think we're still thinking, and most of the Gujarat Titan staff, most of the fans are still thinking, yep, we're, we're good. We're still safe here. Oh, gone again. Gone again. Think it's gone all the way. Think it's gone all, yeah, it's gone all the way. You are absolutely right, Chris Morris. This game is not quite over yet. You know, you were talking about how, you know, the bowler was attempting a Yorker, um, ends up being a full toss. Now, as we'll see, there were quite a few full tosses in this final over. But again, as someone, you played at club level, right? So I've played at a club level as well, but not great. Didn't get too many chances. But... I'm sure, and you're a, you've been a, you're a wicketkeeper, correct, Mike? Yep, that's correct. Wicketkeeper, usually opening batsman or top three, yep. So you're in a situation where, let's say the last over, the bowler, um, as a wicketkeeper, second innings, when, you know, the opposition has to score a certain number of runs in the last over, it's a tight game. And let's say the bowler is trying to just bowl Yorkers and they keep missing it, full toss. I know it's easy from an outside perspective, like, you know, as fans, even commentators, people watching on TV, it's easy to say, just bowl a Yorker, right? And then get mad at the bowler that it ends up being a full toss. What are your thoughts on how criminal it is for a professional team where you have the best coaches, you have like bowling coaches, you have, you know, that's all, that's your job to practice bowling in these kind of situations for these kind of situations when the batsman has really nothing else to do, but to go for it. And so your task as a bowler is to bowl the best deliveries possible, the the Yorker length where it's really hard to get under it. How, fair or unfair is it to have that expectation of a death bowler i mean i think i think all death bowlers are gonna miss you know every so often um so one of the interesting stats that i've read recently um on twitter uh, was even the best in the business hit and get the yorker right 40 percent of the time um actually less than 40 percent of the time uh, Sandeep Sharma is, is one of the best since uh, in the last two, three years, and he's just under 40%. Uh, Tina Trajan is at 38%. Uh, even Bumra is not at uh, 35%. So, you know, one third, even the best in the business will bowl a low full toss or uh, bowl somewhat in the slot um, two or three times. So it's definitely a very difficult skill. Um and as I said, you know, you have to add the fact that there could be dew. Um, uh, sometimes when you're bowling the last over, you, I mean, yorker and, and bouncers are generally considered effort balls. You need to put in a lot more of your body. But generally, and I guess that's not as much of a concern in a T20 game where you're generally bowling four overs. But um, but in, in the ODI game, for example, to do that in the last over when you field at 50 overs, maybe even batted, 
I think it it takes a lot. So I I I mean I guess I criticize players when I feel like they had the wrong strategy, which you know sometimes it's hard to decipher that from a distance. But from an intent perspective, going for the Yorker here again, uh, I thought that was totally fine. Um, uh, it seemed like he tried to he got it a little better. Um, it wasn't yeah. as high, and Rinkusing did really well to still get under it and put it past uh, fine leg. So I, I think it was improving. <laughs> the first one was definitely a high full toss. This one was definitely lower. But Rinkusing did pretty well. And yeah, still not thinking Yash, Yash Dayal did anything crazy or stupid. All right, equation is now bowling down to 16 of three. Oh, it's gone again. Would you believe it? Three and three. Game on. They're not out of it quite yet. KKR, what a finish this is. This game has had everything tonight. We've had a hat-trick. We've had some unbelievable cricket shots. And could we have another rabbit being pulled out of the hat tonight here in Ahmedabad? And uh, as is the case, everybody's having their say now. Yes, Dial is getting advice from absolutely everybody. Probably all you watching at home, certainly us up here. But that is the man that's got to calm his bowler down. And this is uh, fascinating to me. Um, you know, we were kind of talking about, um, you know, how the, now the pressure is on the bowler, right? You know, he's given three consecutive sixes. So let's focus on the bowler for a second here. Uh, so Yash Dial, part of uh, the defending champions, Gujarat Titans, and they've got, you know, great, uh, 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 they've got a pretty good bowling attack led by, of course, the great Rashid Khan, who, again, he kind of started off poorly in the first two overs, but ended up taking a hat-trick, completely turning the game uh, the way of the Titans. Um, but then the last over now is falling upon, in IPL terms at least, he's inexperienced. Um, Yash Dayal obviously not had a great tournament. Um, I took a look at his record. Uh, again, uh, kind of similar to Rinku, his first class... Stats are fine. His limited over stats are fine. The T20 is decent. And I feel like that's really the majority of the Indian bowlers. Uh, what are your thoughts on Yash Dayal? Not just, you know, from based off this. I think it's very unfair to judge someone based off probably one of their worst days on the cricket field. But overall, have you read anything about him, heard anything about him? Uh, just his skill, uh, skill, uh, skills as a bowler. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they definitely rate him um, because if you if you think about it, uh, he's played. If I remember right, I believe he played for he got picked for India A sometime last year. Um, yeah, it, it does say September twenty 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 two is when he played for India A. So you don't you don't play for India A unless they really think you have the potential. And and I get there's been you know a lot of injuries lately and all of that good stuff. So he might have gotten his chance a little bit sooner. But nonetheless, you're right. He's not super experienced. Um, I, I guess I don't want to read too much into him based on this over. As you said, um, it would be unfair if somebody judged you based on your worst day. And and I guess that's what I'll say about Yash Dayal. Um, the one thing I'll say is you saw after this ball, a lot of people gathered, talked mm-hmm. to him, and they probably tried to you know, calm his nerves, maybe say, hey, do you want to think about bowling a different length? Something like that. Do you need a field change? Whatever you know, uh, they, they chatted about. 
I wonder if anybody gave him the suggestion of trying around the wicket because he's bowling left arm over um, and mm. uh, he, the the biggest part of the ground and I don't have the exact dimensions but just when I looked through the replays it seemed like the cover boundary for lefty Rinku Singh was the biggest part of the ground so I wonder if he could have tried um, going around the wicket and trying a wide yorker um, where it goes across Rinku Singh and that would have been a little bit challenging even if he missed his length uh, unless it was a really high full toss it could have worked that's that's one thought that comes to mind and it also like took my mind back to Stuart Broad versus Yuvrat Singh where Stuart Broad changes his side after I want to say the fourth ball fourth six uh, back in 2007 so uh, that was one thing that could have potentially been done so uh, I guess that's probably something we can criticize him on but um, otherwise yeah not too much to judge on um you know coming back to that point about like all these you know other players coming in trying to give him advice you know we have Rashid Khan but uh we also had David Miller we had Shubman Gill uh, at different points after the fourth and fifth ball coming coming in giving him advice and I remember in that moment thinking I don't know if this is actually helpful because right now he's probably panicking and suddenly you have all these voices they're obviously good intentions. They're trying to like guide him. They're giving their thoughts and advice. But now does that kind of put more pressure on you because you have like so many inputs, so many voices. And I remember even Ravi Shastri mentioning it in, uh, you know, yesterday's game where kind of similar scenario where Sandeep Sharma was up against a rampaging Jadeja and Emma's Dhoni. Um, and Shastri noted that there were not too many people crowding Sandeep Sharma you know, after that first three deliveries, trying to like give him advice, just like let the bowler do, just trust him, trust him to do what he's practicing in nets, whatever experience he has, just back him to do what he needs to do. Um, do you think in this situation, this was, this actually backfired or do you think he actually needed just someone to put a hand on his shoulder and say, Hey, calm down. This is what you need to focus on. I think that's, that's a tougher question to answer from a distance because if they were just going up and saying, don't think too much about it. Um, you know, the odd uh, odd ball slips out, no worries. If they were being positive, if they were being, you know, giving the message that you got this, no no biggie, um, then it was probably all fine. But if, yeah, if you're right, if they were giving him 100 ideas, hey, do you want to bowl the slower ball? Hey, do you want to try a different length? Yeah. Hey, do you want to go around the wicket? I Yeah, then I, I guess I can understand him being, you know, confused and all of that. So kind of just depends on what the conversation was. I think that's a yeah, little context. bit harder to judge from, yeah, from, from distance. Does he have the courage to go a slower delivery? Six again! Six again! Would you believe it? Extraordinary scenes here. Four sixes in a row. And now just a boundary required. Four from Humble. So we need to talk about Rinko's saying here. Now, everybody knows or has known Rinka Singh is one of these loved cricketers, right? Like by his own team, by players from other teams, people who, who've known Rinko, like in the domestic circuit. He seems like a very popular person. He seems like a very good human being. And, you know, we kind of talked about, I, I briefly mentioned his stats, but more than the stats, like what struck me in this particular over, you know, they kind of briefly show the highlights of those first uh the previous three uh sixes there was a some sort of a sereneness to him 
right? I didn't see any wild slogs and hoping that it would connect. There was no, let's just swing uh, the bat and see what happens. It it seemed very calculated. He was he was seeing what the bowler was going to do. Uh, it, it looked like he was focusing more on finding the part of the ground where he would get the best chance of clearing the ropes, just waiting for the ball, no premeditation. What is your take on Rinkusing, the batsman, overall? Uh, not just based on this game, but just overall as a cricketer. Uh, what is your take on him and his approach in this last over? I mean, I, th- I think he's a seriously impressive cricketer. There's little doubt about it. Um, you know, his first class average is, is close to 60, just under 60, actually. Um, and that's not, you know, based on one season. He's played 40 games. So uh, there's little doubt that there's a lot of ability there. And the fact that he plays for uh, UP, which is a pretty solid team, um, also tells you that, you know, obviously he has what it what it takes to be a top level cricketer. Um, the other aspect, which probably, I don't know if it's been mentioned again, I've not watched these games live, so maybe it was, um, but is that Yashtal is also from UP. So mm-hmm. there is a good yeah. chance that they actually have batted, uh, like played against each other. Maybe it's in the nets or, you know, whatever it is. And um, my guess is as the senior UP um, uh, cricketer, um, Rinku Singh has seen enough of Yash. Uh, to kind of have an idea of what to expect. Um, I still, I don't think he was expecting another full toss, I, that I will say. But but yeah, a lot of credit to him in, you know, not being premeditated and not being too worried. I think, um, as I said, at 29, 28 of 5, I, I think most batsmen would have been fine because they know it's not necessarily doable. They would just try to, you know, keep their calm, focus. But when it gets down to 10 of 2, then suddenly you're like, oh, wait, this is in reaching distance. <laughs> and then you see a lot of wild slogs come out or you see a little bit of lack of focus. Um, and Usman Khwaja, the Australian cricketer, has has his YouTube um, channel where he shares really interesting like perspectives as a cricketer. And he, he talks about how there's nerves for all cricketers, no matter how many matches they've played. And he talks about one simple thing, and that's just breathing and just counting your yeah. breath when you're, you know, flustered and, and things like that. And it's applicable in every walk of life. But um, I think that's what Rinko Singh was probably doing. He was just like breathing in, breathing out, thinking about not too much, but keep trying to keep a clear mind. So yeah, credit to him. He's he's um, clearly uh, done a you know very good job of not getting too excited or anything and just playing the ball as he watches it. And that's a and that's a great point. I mean, it's one thing, it, it, you know, your approach and your mindset is different when it's twenty eight of five, and then suddenly it's four of one, which is now you would back a batsman who's been timing it, who's been hitting it to all parts of the ground, who's set. Now, even even though there's a lot of pressure on the bowler, suddenly there's there's a good amount of pressure on the batsman not to screw it up at the last step, at that last hurdle. Now you could probably think, oh wait. Maybe instead of like trying to hit it out of the ground, maybe let me try to find a gap. Let me just try to like guide it, you know, um, to the boundary instead. You, you, so you now you can get muddled. And again, it's it's a it's a testament to Rinko Singh where he still at this point he still seems calm. He still seems like all right, I've got here, I've got so far. Let's just get to the next ball. I'm just going to see uh, how it goes. So 
it's fascinating mm-hmm. four of one and it's like you know I, I at this point i feel like y- y- yes uh kicker seemed just slightly favored just because of how well drinker was playing but incredible how it even got to this stage everybody's having their say it's time just to calm down and can Rinko, Rinko Singh do something incredibly special? It is four sixes in a row. They need just four. What a finish this has been. Down the ground. And it goes for six again. That is quite extraordinary. I've never seen anything like this on a cricket ground. Five sixes in a row. Extraordinary 31. And the Knight Riders somehow, somehow have won this game by three wickets. In the hottest arena of them all. Rinkerson is cool as a cucumber. He's ice cold. Five sixes in a row. What an unbelievable finish to this yeah, game. It's incredible now watching uh, all, all the reactions after that last ball hit, especially in the owner's box. Um, uh, what is it Venki Mysore? <laughs> yeah. I think that reaction where he, he's like the, the most expressive uh sigh of relief i think that's probably typified kkr's great escape or highs whatever you want to call it but i wanted to take a moment to talk about the contrasting emotions here you know sure rinko Singh, once he hits that says you see all his teammates his captain nitish rana running up to hug him um the fans kkr fans going delirious and on the other side you have uh yash who looks like he wants to just disappear into the ground, right? And as someone who has bowled his fair share of dibbly-dobblies and has got smashed all around the park, I can empathize. Now, obviously, not to that level of pressure or expectations, but I I really feel for him. um, And that was my biggest thing, um, you know, where, you know, all everybody's talking about Rinko Singh, but here... Yeah, and it looked like, you know, the teammates like Rashid Khan and a few others were kind of like putting a hand on his shoulder and trying to like, you know, just say cheer up or, you know, well tried, all those things. But in that moment, you know, you've conceded 29 runs of the last over, including five sixes in the last five deliveries. That's an incredibly hard feeling to accept, regardless of all the nice things people say. And again, as someone who played fair share of cricket how, how do you how do you come from that how, how do you recover from that yeah it, it's it's incredibly tough um i think for you know people like us who are club cricketers who are who do this as a passion we don't take or at least most of us don't take cricket as seriously because even if you have a terrible day we feel you know uh, i've dropped catches and i've been like man that was a sitter i shouldn't have done that and i let the right. team down I've I've had those days and um, sure, I feel bad for a couple of days, but third day I'm at work and I'm busy and I don't remember what happened last weekend. Um, so it's easy to move on, to be in the shoes of a cricketer where you're constantly watched. Um, it, it's got to be tough. I, yeah, I, I don't really know what to no. say. Um, now, well, the, the postscript to that is, you know, like you mentioned, Rinku Singh and uh, Yash Dayal, they're, they're, they play for the same team, UP, and apparently... Rinku texted him later that night, um, you know, just, and, and that's incredible. Even though your teammates, you know, in the domestic circuit, still in your greatest moment 
uh, as a cricketer reaching out to your essentially vanquished opponent slash teammate um, just to, you know, just encourage him. Um, and th- I think that was re- that was a, a really nice gesture by Rinku Singh. Um, and also I- I'd later read that the teammates, um, <laughs> I don't know how beneficial this is, but apparently uh, Yashtayal's father said, apparently they made him sit in, the middle and everybody like tried to encourage him. Honestly, I would not have preferred that, <laughs> but everyone's approach is I'd different. Like, Let me go back to my yeah. room and not play with anybody I know. <laughs> Apparently they're trying to have like some nachkana, try to like make things light. And I'm like, no, 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 that wouldn't have worked for me. I'd have been like, all right, guys, just let me go in my room and cry a good cry. <laughs> uh, this is not going to help. But no, I, I think... At the end of the day, it's a game of cricket and it, it is hard. You know, when you lose in such a manner, it is hard. But thankfully, you know, professional cricketers, they're surrounded, you know, you'd hope that they're surround, they have the best resources as far as people to talk to them, encourage them, not just your own teammates or captain, but even like the coaches and support staff, whoever it is. Um, and it looks like his dad is a good resource for him, too. Uh, and then Rinko Singh, I mean, I, I feel like we are going to hear a lot about him um, in the coming years, honestly. You know, kind of like how Rahul Tewatia Te- had that breakout knock a few years ago, and now he's just become this incredibly consistent finisher for the Titans. Um, I think this is this is going to have the same effect on Rinko Singh, where beyond him just being known for being like a chill guy, being the guy that everyone loves and everyone loves to hang out with, as a cricketer, as a batsman, he's young. He's 25 years old. I think he has a bright future. And I think the Indian senior team could really do with uh, someone of his skill and caliber. Uh, now, before we we go to the next game, the RCB versus LSG game, did you have any th- thoughts on Rashid Khan, the captain in this scenario? Like, is there anything he could have done? Like, anything more he could have done? You know, he was stepping in in the place of... Uh, Hardik Pandya, who was who missed the game, but as a captain, do you think he could have done anything to influence uh, the result here? I mean, he's uh, there were four overs left, fifty runs needed. He comes in, takes a hat trick, and hat trick, and gives two runs away. What what more can you ask for? <laughs> but uh, but I think I think the the thing that we didn't talk about necessarily was the last two balls. So uh, Yashdal doesn't try the yorker this time. He goes for length and he's, he thinks, you know what, I'm just going to go for length. My yoker's not working today, which I oh. guess is fine. Um, the boundaries at Ahmedabad are pretty big, so I guess it is a risk worth taking considering his yokers are absolutely not landing. Um, right. So I think the credit just needs to go to Rinku Singh because especially the fifth ball, um, the sixth ball was somewhat easier, but the fifth ball was not necessarily, you know, sure, he had room, but... It wasn't necessarily easy to get under. It was just that awkward yeah. height around the chest. And he absolutely smashed it, you know, dead straight, like to, closer to long on, um, which is not an easy shot, you know, unless you're playing tennis ball cricket. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of credit to Rinku Singh. I think Rashid, I think for the final ball, if that was again the plan, maybe have the long on and long off a little bit straighter. But I'm not sure if Yashdal had a clear plan of what ball he's bowling. I think that's I mean, another piece. I think, I think by that time, Rinko's 
the wrinkle was in the zone. Like, honestly, it's one of those things that you, my, my, this is my take on it. It's, you know, I think at, after he had hit those three sixes, he, he was locked in. Like he was seeing the ball perfectly. He had tuned everything else out. Every other distraction was out. He was laser focused. And it seemed like that it was just going to end up disappearing. Like whatever ball was going to come his way, it was going to disappear. I know it's kind of like easy or to kind of dismiss it that way, but I don't know. I feel like uh, it was just his destiny to, to do it. Um, and I would like to believe it that way. So, but Let's move on to the next game. You know, again, this is an incredible game. Um, and we've had so many IPL games now. I think last count we hit a thousand games overall, um, if I'm not off. And there have been so many tight games, so many close finishes. But obviously some will stand out, like kind of like that game, the, the Rahul Tehwate game, for instance. And I think in the same manner, just because this was kind of like a record chase in the last over you know 29 runs is the most that a team has scored in the last over um to win a game obviously this game will be something memorable and i don't think people are gonna, people are still going to be talking about this in a few years to come um and as incredible as this was next day we had uh equally <laughs> um dramatic but now kind of different too um, in this case, the bowler actually did a, a lot better job and still ended up on the losing side. Granted, it was not 29 runs. I think he had only five runs to play with. But let, let's jump into the uh, last over of the Royal Challengers, Bangalore versus Lucknow Super Giants. Um, uh, Harshal Patel is bowling the final over and he's bowling to uh, Jay Unatkat and... Mark Wood. Maybe they have a chance of getting a wicket. Harshit Patel with the final over. To end single, better way to do it. So here in this situation, like I said, five runs of six balls. You, even even at the stage that they are, they're, you know, seven wickets down, you know, we're not good at Mark Wood. Nobody's considering them the greatest batsman around. And I know everybody loves to talk about you know, uh, Indian bowlers, you know, they're, if they have scored a ton in the Ranji Trophy or something, you know, people talk, oh, he scored a, a hundred, he can hold a bat. It, it doesn't matter in this situation, <laughs> you know, uh, in, in these kind of high pressure situations, none of that matters. Even with all of that, you would still back, you know, the chasing team five of six. You don't have to swing, you know, kind of like they're not in the same situation that KKR was, in um, the, uh, the previous game. So in that context, you know, Harshal Patel is coming in. Um, he's a curious case, you know, and I want to take a minute to talk about him. Uh, he, he starts so well, you know, uh, a good Yorker. And I know that's primarily one of the reasons that Harshal Patel has been given many chances uh, at the senior level. And he's kind of had a mixed start. I would go as far to say he's actually been a little disappointing at the international level. Now, is that fair or an unfair take? Do you think he deserves more chances? I think you're right. Um, I think he's had an injury. And after that, his, uh, I don't know if he's just like lost consistency with his slower ball, which, you know, dips a lot. I think there's been a lot 
written about it and how accurate it is, how hard to, uh, you know, adjust to, 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 to that ball it, uh, it is for batsmen. Um, even though they can, they can spot the slower ones coming, they, the batters can still not uh, adapt to it. So it is, uh, it, I believe his consistency has definitely dipped. Uh, so some criticism is definitely, um, you know, right. But having said that, you know, in this game he showed not not just in this over, but even in in the over before this that he bowled, that he still he still got it. Um, to your point, granted, it was to batters who are, you know, relatively of lower caliber. Uh, it's number eight and nine, but uh, nonetheless, it was it was still showing that you know he was able to get really good control and uh, keep his calm and take a game which. Honestly, I had no business going as close as it did after it's true. 28 runs were needed in four overs. And again, I don't think um, India has many good, good options anyway uh, when it comes to the death overs. We seem to have a lot of good new ball specialists, people who can bowl in the power play, all, all of that. But when it comes to death, uh, bowling in the death overs, it seems more of a hit and miss. Do you see any other good long-term options I think for the, the Indian side? The one that has already played for India is Arshdeep Singh. He's he's really, really good. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I think he's definitely the, the top one outside of Bumrah <clears throat> um, mm. when it comes to dead bowling. Um, I talked about Yorker success rates a while back. He was pretty close to uh, the 37, 36 mark as well. So he's he's right up right. there. The bottom is three on the leg side, one on the off. Bold! The match is not over yet, ladies and gentlemen. 100th wicket for Harshal Patel. Giving his team, again, a glimmer of hope. Again, this is incredible that, uh, you know, the situation was four of five. And... Again, incredible how the contrast is from the previous day, right? Where Rinka Singh had to do all the heavy lifting. In this situation, it seems like four or five, play sensible cricket, no need of wild swings. You, you can even like tap it around the ground, take, take some singles, put it in the gap, take some twos. Is that too, too simplistic of a take? Uh, because I think even for the caliber of someone of Mark Wood, again, I'm not saying he's a well-accomplished batsman, but again, at this level, is it unfair to expect just be smart, knock it around, no need to, you know, you don't need to be the hero. You don't need to win this with a four or a six. No, I, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I mean, I think I had talked about how personally as a batter, I would not be super tensed or worried when it's 29 of five or 28 of five rather. Um, when it came to that last over we were talking about, I think it's the same situation with Hushal. Uh When you're asked to defend five runs of the last over, I don't necessarily think a lot of people will be able, uh, able to criticize you if you lost it in the you know second ball, for example. Um, right. So yeah, I think I think the the pressure was definitely. Uh, I guess there was not as much pressure on the batters or the bowlers in this situation. Is probably the way to put it. Good too. Bat and ball is enough. Just like that. Should have been done by Mark Wood. They won the second. And they will get it. Crucial runs. Great match awareness. Um, really good running. 
kind of what I was talking about where, you know, kind of what I was not necessarily criticizing Mark Wood for, for, but I was saying that that was probably not the best idea. And then you, here comes Bishnoi. Again, not the greatest uh, of batsmen, but a lot more sense in what he was trying to do was trying to find the gap or trying to just like get maximize runs in his limited capacity as a batter. Just try to place it somewhere where he can get one or two at the most and good running too. Um, the, uh, what is your take on or that approach or did you have like any thoughts on that? No, I think, I think you're spot on. I, I'm sure somebody in the dugout told him, Hey, don't, wild, don't swing wildly. Just get back to ball. We've got this. And uh, he did exactly that. So credit to him. The one thing I was a little surprised about was um, how, you know, on the offside, there were not as many fielders in the circle. Um, hmm. You know, when a single can basically win them the game, there's got to be an ad- at least one extra person in that circle. So that's one thing that I found odd. Um, again, I didn't watch the game live, so maybe Harshal was trying to do something else and something else happened or, or, you know, something like that. But otherwise, if he knew he was bowling that ball, I would have expected them to have a point. So that would have been one at max. And maybe even that would have been a tight one rather than two. Good enough. Another single. Scores the level. Two balls left. You know, the equation now is one of two again. With at, at the situation, it really seems like it should be straightforward, but it's T twenty against IPO. Um, nothing is straightforward, honestly. <laughs> but you know that that delivery and that outcome was probably the most low key outcome of the two games that we're talking about, the two overs that we've been talking about in this episode. I want to kind of go back to what what you mentioned after the previous delivery about the field placings. Um, and I know you mentioned that you didn't watch the full game or like the game in real time, but what are your, what is your take on Faf Duplessy and his captaincy? Obviously in, again, it's not the same situation where, you know, the previous game, Rashid Khan had to go and talk to, uh, a, a much younger upcoming bowler who's probably uh, being uh, put under the pump after those few sixes. In this case, he has Harshal Patel, who's experienced in both IPL. He's played a fair amount in international cricket. Um, as far as his field placings overall in this last over, um, just the game plan, w- what is your take on it? I think the thing with Harshal Patel is... Um... He's not um, a Yash Dal type of entity in the sense that you're going to, you know, get a number of slower balls. It's almost guaranteed because that's his key weapon that batters know is coming, but they still can't pick it. So from that perspective, I would have expected there to be more in the circle because that ball is pretty hard to hit um, just because the way it dips. It's pretty hard to hit over the circle. Um, I get it. You still need protection because it's only five runs needed. So you would have some fielders outside. I would have expected at least um, one person on each side, uh, both offside leg side, to be in the circle when mm. he started bowling. And and I think they had it now when one run was needed, obviously. But I would have tried that earlier as well because really you're not, um, you know, even if the ball goes to deep point, and uh, you have somebody in the circle um, or 
let's let's reverse that. Let's say you have a deep point and and the ball goes to that fielder. You're still getting one, and that's all they need. So I think the fact that you need to kind of force the game because you're behind on this is my thought process. But um, but yeah, it didn't seem like Faf was thinking that way. Um, it's it's hard to say what you know. Uh, what I can, it's hard for me to com- comment on his captaincy because, as you know, uh, I've not been super active watching games this this IPL. So, I mean, one one comment that it did come across when I was watching when I was watching the game in real time uh, was that I think someone had posted a comment saying, "Why are there even any bowlers? Uh, sorry, why are there any fielders on the boundaries? Not like Bishnoi is like this known power hitter who's going to come in." And hit a four or a six. Like, why aren't there more bowlers? In, uh, sorry, I keep going back to bowlers. Why aren't there more fielders in the circle trying to prevent a single and try, trying to put a pressure? And right. then the next the next ball happens. The one other thing to note is you said this is the least um, exciting ball out of the twelve <laughs> that we're going to see today, and the reason yeah. is both the bowler and the batter got it right like the bowler did yep. exactly what was expected of him <laughs> and same with good cricket happened for that one delivery <laughs> yeah so what from everybody concerned is, so what that tells you is it, it becomes crazy exciting when somebody gets it really wrong and that's yeah that's true that's why t20 has all these exciting moments because um there were limited time and all of that people and making just, mistakes it's entertaining to watch it's basically what you're saying <laughs> left Jay they will not get on strike. Just got it over the field and this uh, well catch taken. It's a dot ball. Wunatkut is gone. We haven't had a So kind of like what I was saying earlier, you know, when you try to play the hero, that's that's the most likely outcome, right? Like when you're 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 not you're not a rinkusing, first of all. Uh, so trying to finish it off big when you're not really known for it. And I, I guess it almost makes me walk back that previous statement, which is like, why even bother having anybody outside the circle? Well, exactly this. Sometimes bowlers don't make the most logical decisions when they're holding a bat in their hand. And it, it's one of those things. But I'm curious, like, did, did you think it was uh, worth a shot? You know, like they had... Three wickets in hand, well, two wickets in hand at that point, uh, two deliveries, just the, the scores are level, just one run needed to win. Unadka, uh, as many people have expressed on Twitter, he's he can hold a bat, he can hold a bat. He, he's he's played some decent knocks. Was it a, a, a worth worth that shot to go for the like a winning hit? Probably, I mean, in hindsight, of course not. But, but I think the other aspect is I, I don't know if he like really gave it his hundred percent. Um, yeah, you know, it was like a checked shot. So, I, I maybe it was his attempt to just hit it over the circle and get a single. Um, but either way, like it, yeah, it definitely didn't seem like he committed to the to the full expansive uh, hoik over long on. Uh, properly so from that perspective yeah it's it's one of those cases where you know as coaches as young uh, young cricketers are taught by coaches all the time that don't hit it half harder if you're hitting it hit it with all the power that you've got 
And I think it's one of those cases. Maybe that's what Unadkar should have done. Um, and if that had gone for a six, maybe you would have been like, oh, he's the hero. Uh, but yeah. obviously, um, you know, sometimes we, we look at uh, the the role somebody's played based on results. And so it's a little tough on Anatkar. But having said that, you know, as we discussed earlier, it's not rocket science. It's, you know, so expecting one run with two balls to go <laughs> should not be that tough, especially for somebody like him who's, you know, won multiple Ranji trophies as captain, as a spectacular record, has played right. for India. So he's a very experienced guy, more experienced than Harshal Patel, uh, for that matter. True. But now what that has uh, resulted in is uh, the situation where his team, that is the Lucknow Super Giants, now need one run to win of one delivery and it's the last wickets and number 11 has to face uh, face up. And something unexpected or not necessarily unexpected, something that probably nobody was thinking about except for Herschel Patel, uh, that happens. Back. Last ball. Oh, he's missed it. He's got a second time. Maybe the battle was in. Maybe the battle was in. What drama. Well, with his right to run the non-striker out like that, but the umpire said that he was way down before he threw the ball back. So even with the run out of the non-striker, maybe it's not as per the rules. <laughs> Something that, you know, it's incredible. I, I don't know whose idea it was. I, I have not read anything that suggests that it was anybody else other than Harshal Patel um, who, who thought about doing that. But... In the context of the game, that was my take is he was well within his right. You know, the batsman, the non-striker is going to be desperate. You know, one run needed. They're going to run regardless. And that was a worthwhile shot uh, uh, at running him out. But what gives me angst is that Harshal Patel misses it. If he, 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 he did everything right except hit hit the hit the stumps in that moment and all he had to do was make contact with uh with the stumps with the ball in his hand and he missed it uh and missed what could have been a dramatic tie uh that could have resulted in a super over we don't know how that result would have panned out uh and i know a lot of people commented on the fact that you know a lot of the time the detractors uh for this form of dismissal say this doesn't require skill uh, but clearly, <laughs> if anything, uh, this showed that you do need a level of skill, especially as a fast bowler, when you're running a full tilt to essentially pause in your run through and try to knock out the stumps at the non-striker's end. Um, so that does require an element of skill. And clearly in this, if Harshal was a little bit more skillful, you know, we might have seen a different result. What are, What are your thoughts on Harshal Patel uh, attempting this at this point of the game? So my my thought is, I'm not sure if he made his mind to do that prior to like the start of the run up. And the reason I say that is, if he had, I would have assumed that he would just go a little bit closer to the wicket, already have that in mind. Um, because it's clear that Ravi Bishnoi was not going to look back. Like he was probably going to just 
you know, run for it. So right. yeah, I'm I'm, get, I'm trying to wonder if like maybe he made his mind midway through his run up, and so he couldn't adjust the line in which he was running and and get close to the stumps. Um, that's probably one thing that I'm trying to guess. And um, other than that, I mean, yeah, you're you're spot on. I mean, I think it was the case with English women's cricketer Charlie Dean, where she tried to do. Uh, where she got mankad and then the next day against india when deepthi sharma did that to her not the next day but the next week when she was playing in domestic cricket she tried it but it but failed um, right because she had completed her action or something like that um so it's it's one of those things where all, all these people talk about oh the, the batsman has natural momentum and all of these you know random ways no skill <laughs> all that kind of BS, but really it, it, it does require some skill and, and the momentum part also applies to stumping. So maybe make that illegal too while, while you're at it. <laughs> I'm just glad. And it's, it's just refreshing to see now more and more bowlers attempting it, even if it's not always successful. That's not the point. The fact is they're using it as a legitimate form of dismissing a batter and I'm glad it's becoming more mainstream. Um, and I really hope that especially with someone like Harshad Patel, again, he's not just like a random journeyman cricketer uh, in the IPL. He's, he, he, he's uh, an important figure for RCB, you know, one of the most followed and liked teams in the, uh, in the IPL. He's played for India. So someone of his caliber you know, attempting to dismiss a player this way, it adds more legitimacy. And I hope that starts to change the thinking around uh, this form of dismissal. Um, but at the end of the day, guess what? It's a dead ball because obviously this didn't pan out. Uh, so Harshal Patel has to bowl again. And they fumble. DK hasn't collected the ball. So they get the all-important single. And Lucknow have won the game finally. So this was both <laughs> the best way I can say it is both climactic and anticlimactic at the same time. Because if the previous game, the previous day where Rinka Singh hit the last ball was this picture perfect, almost like filmy finish, this was more like a comedy of errors, right? The batter misses the ball. The 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 both uh, batsman, the non-striker and the striker desperate, desperately trying to get a single. The wicketkeeper, Dinesh Karthik, experienced uh, wicketkeeper who's played in so many different situations, both at the IPL, international level. He misses the stumps uh, when he's, you know, he throws, throws it down. Um, and then they complete the single, the number 11, Avish Khan, removes his helmet, chucks it on the ground like he's done an incredible thing where <laughs> he, he, all he had to best. do was just scrabble to the... That was absolutely <laughs> the best. I was like, I think it was just... just you just missed the ball, <laughs> ran, and then randomly just threw your helmet. That's... I, I think it was just like a pressure release for him. He probably was just you know fully stressed out. They probably had a little bit of resentment against that Herschel, uh, Herschel's attempt to run out Bishnoi the previous... Uh, you know, same delivery, but previous attempt. And I think all of that boiled down to like that release when they were, they they completed the run, they won the game. And I think it was a pressure release, but to me, it was just comical to see like, you did, 
you did the bare minimum, but you know you made it look like as if you <laughs> did something incredible. Uh, but anyway, at the um, end of the day, RCB, I think they, like I said, they they probably had no business winning the game when they were only needing to they they only needed to defend five runs, which at that point you would back the the batting team. But Harshal did a great job. Um, but it came down to those, if we just looked at the context of the last over, not the entire game, again, you know, they had two attempts to drag the game into uh, a super over, but Harshal misses the run out. And then DK, again, I, I think at this point, uh, again, now you're, you're probably the best person to ask too, because you're a wicket keeper. Wouldn't you, especially when you know the batters are going to run, whether they make contact with the ball or not, would wouldn't it be normal to expect the wicketkeeper stand closer to the stumps and do something like what Donny uh, does a, a lot of the time, where he would remove one glove to be ready to throw the ball with more control? Because again, with someone of DK's experience, you would think that he would be. And this is not the first time this has happened. He's I've noticed he misses a lot when he tries to do this. Isn't it? Isn't there a better way for the wicket keeper to gather the ball, throw down the stumps when you know what is exactly going to happen? I I, I think um, he did. He did step up. So if you look at you know as the over progressed, he did come in closer. So I don't think. I mean, he did the right thing by coming a little bit closer to your point, giving himself the best chance of you know not letting a buy go. The, the problem, I think, what ended up happening was Harshal's slower ball just had a lot of grip and turn, and it just bounced a little more than he expected. And again, he was in a new position, so um, right. he didn't get a chance to adjust that ball, and he fumbled a little bit. And that fumble was all they needed to scamper through. Um, so it's a little tough on DK. I, I, yeah, I don't necessarily think he did anything particularly wrong. He went closer to the wicket. He took a glove off. I, th- I think he did all that. But he, yeah, he didn't try to run the batter out like Dhoni does. But I guess to do that, you have to first collect it. So, um, That's true. Yeah. but but so yeah, I think it, it was. It's a hard one on DK. I yeah, I, I still think he's a pretty solid wicket keeper. So um, you know, hard to judge on this one ball. But it is. It is unfortunate. Um, it's it's funny because I was uh, you know not necessarily following the game. I was at work, and I saw they needed 130 odd in 11 overs, and I was like, oh wow, RCB might actually win this. And then I saw I saw this check the score a few hours later again, and it was seven overs, 77 needed, and I was like, wow, they've given away 60 runs in four overs. And I was thinking, wow, this yeah. is exactly the kind of game RCB loses. And uh, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what happened. So I wouldn't necessarily put too much pressure on DK. I think the fact that they got as close after those last four overs, uh, it, it happens. Right. I mean, RCB and their bowlers, it's a whole episode worth of content just by itself. So we won't get into that. But, you know, in the end, it really came down to who handled pressure better and who you know, who handled pressure well, who did not. And we saw it in that previous game. Brinko Singh just seemed to soak everything in, played everything calmly. Like, you know, in his mind, it almost like the equation was simple. Uh, it, it almost felt like he reduced it to a mathematical, you know, calculation where he knew he had hit five sixes or five, four sixes. And 
a four to win the game. And that's what he, he knew exactly. There was so much clarity in what he had to do and he did it. Uh, whereas the, you know, the, the game between RCB and the super giants, it was just, everybody seemed to be making rash decisions. You know, Mark Wood, Jay, they went out good for the lockdown super giants. And, and then, you know, a matter of not executing skills, uh, when it came to on the field, um, and that's cricket. You know, that's that's why we love cricket because sometimes it can be as polished and as filmy. It can be as, as cinematic as it was in the first game, and then it can be a complete comedy like it was in the next. Uh, but that that's one of the most uh, entertaining things about the game. And we are not even like talking about the two subsequent games after this. Uh, both of which was decided on the final ball. Um, the Delhi Capitals, uh, Andrik Nokia versus Tim David and Cameron Green. Uh, very similar to Harsha Patel. He bowled a fantastic over, but again, the equation was pretty simple and against much more uh, high-caliber batters. And then, of course, uh, CSK versus Rajasthan Royals, where MS Dhoni seemed to, you know, it, it seemed to be going according to script with, you know, this perfect homecoming, this perfect 200th game as captain, and it looked like he was going to do another one of his highest, but not to be as Sandeep Sharma after a poor start to the over. Delivered three really good deliveries, uh, you know, to win the game for the Royals. So there's no dearth of last over finishes or last ball finishes in the IPL, and we're just getting started. And um, yeah, I, I just really wanted to take an episode and just kind of like stop and reflect on it because in a few weeks, I feel like we would all moved on to something else. And I, I think it was worth celebrating, you know, the likes of Rinku Singh again, you know, and, and that's the whole point of IPL, right? Uh, you know, we always talk about, oh, this is a great opportunity for Indian talent to shine, but it's always the overseas players who, do all the heavy lifting. They're the ones who win the game and are expected to win the games for their teams. So it's always nice to see the likes of Rinku Singh, um, uh, Harshal Patel kind of show their wares, show their skills. So um, I think two games, two contrasting, I mean, kind of same kind of finish with the, off the last ball, but almost two contrasting qualities. But at the end of the day, as cricket fans, you're entertained. And I mean, what else, what else do we want to ask for? Indeed. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think the fact that the IPL has 70 games this season kind of undermines the value of, you know, such a fun finish. Um, because as you said, we're going to forget it in, in 14 days because there's probably going to be two more such finishes. Um, yeah. uh, but nonetheless, I think overall, yeah, it's a great platform for you know Indian talent. And I think just not even just younger talent like Rinku Singh, but uh, great signs in general for Harshal Patel as well. I know we've, you know, he's been in and out of the Indian team. I mentioned about the injury, but if he's able to get his slower ball, if he's get able to bowl these tough overs, um, I think it it might be a good sign that he he might be able to come back. Right. Well, we're gonna leave it there because uh, we could go on and on uh, talking about the IPL, talking about all these crazy finishes and all the talent, uh, but we're just going to stop right here. And I mean, this was, this was fun. This was fun for me to kind of like uh, just kind of 
go back in time almost, even though it was only a few days ago at the time we recorded this, and uh, to kind of just break it down, just slow it down and kind of talk about everything surrounding uh, each delivery. Uh, so listeners, if you enjoyed this, let us know. Maybe we'll do more of this, not necessarily just for the IPL, but even for international games. Uh, we can pick some, you know, like a specific portion of the game, like a passage of play, and we can just break it down and we can talk about it. Uh, but Mike, thanks for joining me and, uh, you know, talking about these two games. We initially wanted to talk about uh, even the DC versus uh, MI game, but these two games, these two last overs itself, it took us like more than an hour to discuss. So I think this is perfect. Um, but yeah, thanks for hopping on the call and talking about this. And uh, to our listeners, well, we hope you will keep listening and uh, do let us know if you enjoyed this and if you would like to hear more of these types of episodes. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Last Wicked. Do check out other episodes on your podcast app of choice or at thelastwicked.com. This podcast is a Cricket Guys production featuring your hosts, Benny and Mike. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do let a friend know, rate and subscribe on your platform of choice, follow us on your social media feeds, and leave us a voice message if you would like to share your thoughts with us. Thank you again for listening. And from all of us here at The Last Wicket, stay safe and stay healthy.